0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.
0: Well, it seems a dramatic a dramatic escalation of the roadmap to reopen Ireland is on the cards today with the Cabinet on Friday today, considering accelerating entire phases and just came in there at eleven fifty-six. The cabinet is understood now to have decided to ease. Uh, far more restrictions than me- and measures, uh, which had been outlined in phase two of the roadmap. One such measure or move is allowing people to travel anywhere inside their own county, uh, rather than just. Be limited to 20 kilometres from their home. And the ministers are continuing to meet at government buildings as we speak with Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, to, uh, due to speak afterwards. So he'll probably go on the telly tonight at about six o'clock. Um, well placed sources have said the National Public Health Emergency Team, NEFET, has asked if it should examine the entire phases to be brought forward and merged. And I think this is a lot of pressure, by the way, on the government at the moment to do something about this. The plan was never going to be the plan. And everybody said that at the time it was a ridiculous plan. It was too long winded. Even countries are around the world, other countries' leaders were looking at our plan and slagging us off, basically saying we're taking too long. And we all said this from the start. Well, certainly I did. It's very easy to lock down a country as we did in one day, literally we're locked down from tomorrow. The exit plan is always going to be more difficult and something that they never really fully thought through. I mean, the very fact that you would suggest you would have an exit plan over a period of three months, when seriously we could see a rapid decline in this particular virus. And by our own by their own admission, uh, the virus was suppressed in the community last week and the clusters that we're seeing at the moment and the cases that we're seeing at the moment 20 and 30, whatever it is, cases a day realistically are only happening in clusters either in meat factories or care homes and they're the ones that really need to be protected. particularly the care homes where people were actually dying the majority of people in the community were never really at risk it seems at all Uh, 1,060 people died in uh, care homes Uh, The majority of people under the age of 65, thankfully in this country, um, survived, uh, got through this uh, pretty much unscathed. So the question is should we be opening everything? The opening of the larger retail stores is to be brought forward and we'll see some of the big shops like, uh, for example on Monday, uh, Pennies has said, by the way, they're not in a position to open yet but they have do have permission. Some of the bigger stores like IKEA will probably open. Other measures signed off by NEPHL include further measures to help children with special needs return to some educational uh, needs this summer with summer camp activities along with reopening of playgrounds. It is also signed off on changes to allow visitors into nursing homes in certain circumstances but with strict guidelines on who will Be permitted while ensuring visitors observe appropriate hand hygiene, etc. etc. A number of other measures may also be accelerated, including lifting the travel limit altogether. The 20 kilometre limit, as I said, uh, they're suggesting at the moment that it might be just lifted to the counties, but they could lift it altogether to encourage tourism in the country uh, locally to hotels. But today, I want to ask you if you think easing the restrictions should be even accelerated further. Would you be comfortable with the idea of going back to normal, so to speak? Would you be comfortable with that? I want to know if we should ease those restrictions a lot quicker, like many other countries are doing around the world. Would you be comfortable with the idea of, say, if Leo Varga turned around and says, as and from Tuesday, we go back to normal, everything the way it was. Back to work, off you go. Back to school, off you go. Flights, off you go on your Halliers. Would you be comfortable with going back to normal? Should there be restrictions be lifted quicker? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 zero eight. Jerry, you're on Classic Kids. How are doing, Jerry.
1: Hey now, thanks for having me on.
0: God, Jerry, would you be comfortable with that?
1: I would be absolutely comfortable with going back to normal this summertime, mm. with a caveat, of course. What's, what's the this.
0: caveat, Jerry?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you, you, you offer some rudimentary protection for the, for the vulnerable. Um, the data now shows um, uh, uh, most people, for most people there's no mortality you know, uh, at all. No. So... Um, and this uh, original idea they had of opening up in the autumn or, or winter was actually a bad one, because that's when you get spikes of uh, uh, res- other non-COVID respiratory... Uh, yeah, well, in,
0: influenza will be back with a bang, I, I imagine, back. October, yeah, probably. And it
1: will have to be presumed as COVID, and you have to self-isolate.
0: So, but that's going I to think- get ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely. Because every every time, I mean, look, us Irish are great for saying, I have a bit of a cold coming on, and we don't know whether it's the flu. Or we say we have the flu, and we actually don't. We just have a cold, right? So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you realistically can't be sending everyone home from work every time they have a sniffle.
1: You can't. So, no, it's going
0: to be nobody be, in, nobody be in work, for God's sake.
1: Yeah, and, and I think th- there's uh, several strands of things going on here. Um, uh, I don't know if I've not read enough of the news, but uh, I've not so much as had even... Uh, a slight apology from uh, nope. those in charge about some of the mistakes made they weren't uh, mistakes uh,
0: they were bad there's a exactly. difference between a mistake and a bad decision
1: exactly so uh, i think there's so many people in, with a skin in the game and uh, we are sitting here under the table asking for muscles in the form of what distance you can go you know from your home and it's it's getting a bit ridiculous, and I think um, the the populace are not children, we are all Well, we're being treated like children Absolutely, we're being treated like children So, yeah, I think in in my mind, if I read this psychologically, I'm just thinking they're saying, lads let's not admit uh, any mistakes here, let's just make it
0: I mean, what you know, harm tell- would it be to turn around and say, let's go back to the way we were, but with the caveat, and I agree with your caveat, Yeah, we need to keep restrictions on care homes within reason. If family members need to go see somebody who's dying, obviously, or need to get to see somebody, absolutely, they should be allowed to, uh, you know, and, and certain precautions taken with consent. In other words, if you have a person who's 72 years of age in a care home and they want to be with their family for a day or an afternoon to have dinner. If they want to do it i don 't believe you should have the right to stop them no exactly they are taking a risk clearly yeah um, and now, but the risk is probably quite small at the moment because I do want to point out that there's twenty five thousand people in care homes in this country, the majority of them didn 't die. You know what yeah. I mean? So I mean, even you know, over the age of eighty, if you get this, the majority of people still survive. So the point is that it would have to be with consent, and people that go back to work go back with consent. And if you don't want yeah. to go back, you don't want to go back. That's your choice. But stopping everybody else from doing it seems a bit bizarre at this stage.
1: Exactly. I mean, with the temperatures up like this, I think we are safe to do a Sweden, and uh, maybe time. It might instead of waiting for um, uh, some kind of inquiry uh, many months or many years later it might be the right time for for them to assemble a team to critically look at, you know, what lessons were learned, what mistakes were made, and uh, ultimately what assumptions were wrong altogether.
0: Like our our figures were drastically wrong.
1: Drastically wrong. So Uh,
0: even with the lockdown, uh, I remember that famous speech that Leo made going back some eight weeks ago now or nine weeks ago. We we were predicting tens of thousands would die even with the lockdown. It's just yep. never material. That was based on this imperial uh, figure from that university in the United Kingdom where your man Ferguson, who made up this figure of a half a million for the UK, and then yep. was caught with his missus in the middle of the night having an affair, uh, breaking the rules himself. <laughs> so and that, that they've already said those figures he used were, were actually, uh, uh, the, the, uh, there was errors used in the way they were calculated and the analytics used. And yet we yep. still consi- we still use those figures.
1: You see,
0: well, well, actually, Jerry, that's what's G- Jerry, you can answer yeah. this in a second. I have to go to a break because I'm way behind today, right? But sure. I stay there on the line, and I'll come back to you straight after the break, and you can answer that question as to why those figures you believe are so drastically wrong. Uh, just to mention as well, Pascal Duna, who said the wage subsidy, not the COVID payment, but the wage subsidy scheme, will be extended until the end of August. So if you're currently in employment and your boss is being subsidised to keep you in employment with the eighty percent, um, it is being kept until August. That's not the COVID payment, by the way, just to, in case you get confused. Today. Getting back to Jerry, Jerry. How do you think they got the figure so drastically wrong?
1: Well, I think at the beginning it was okay to base it on the uh, projections. But then in the face of uh, real data, the problem came in where they refused to look at the real data and make changes in decisions.
0: Were they listening to the WHO too much instead of listening to... Other experts. We had two or three experts in this country. We've interviewed all of them at one point on the radio. They all yeah. sang from the same hymn sheet. Actually, you know, they almost seemed like the Grim Reaper at one stage. So they all sang from the same hymn sheet. But yet, we had other experts on from around the world who said very much different, very different things to them. So, do you believe that our government should have been reaching out, listening to other people rather than just the same people over and over again? It was a bit of an echo chamber, really,
1: wasn't it? It was an echo chamber, but also in the face of uh, real data. Um one should be able to change uh, their decisions and tailor their decisions to the data. I think there are so separate narratives taking place. I mean, you could wear a conspiracy hat and bring up a lot of issues. But it appears to me like everybody has been wanting to ride this COVID bandwagon, at least in its worst form, The, the WHO, the media and our governments. And
0: the media have a huge role and a huge responsibility. In what I believe was something that we completely overreacted to. Um, yeah. and, I th- and I think when I say overreacted, absolutely we should have reacted and protect those who were actually vulnerable. But yeah. I think we overacted in general, which is going to cost more lives in the long term. And when There was an article this morning, Stephen Donnelly from Fianna Fáil said that 5,000 de- people could die from cancer uh, in, yeah. the, in the next year. Undiagnosed cancers or cancers that weren't treated properly during this time. But I want to I want to go to John as well because John, you're on Classic Hits. John, um, would you be happy to see restrictions of the roadmap move forward, say in the next three or four weeks, the whole bang, everything open again? Um, would you be happy to go back to normal, obviously, with protecting uh, those who need protecting in in care homes, etc.
2: Hey, Noel. Yeah, um, I, I think it is. I think it's I think it's a good sign that they're they're starting to move some of the restrictions and kind of, you know, supposed to speed things along a little bit. I think most people are, are kind of, well, some people are breaking the restrictions, but other people who are sticking to them are probably getting a little bit think, tired of them I think now, people have
0: become complacent at this stage. Yeah, and and, and, and,
2: and and the complacency
0: hasn't caused a huge problem.
2: No, I mean, the numbers now are, are under control, and I think even the health system, it, it always would come down to the health system being able to handle the amount of the numbers that are coming in. The health system like, was uh,
0: never under pressure. Never, John. This whole idea that the health system were going to be out the door and we'd be putting people into Nightingale hospitals and should we paid whatever it was, eleven point five million per month for these private hospitals, for the private hospitals and they were never used, place. never used.
2: No, they, the true. same in the UK. A...
0: They built hospitals all over the place, Nightingale hospitals in Belfast and London and Manchester.
2: They never used them. True. No, I have a I have a lot of relatives actually working in in healthcare myself, and I'm, I'm in the the pharma industry, and, and like that, I, I think. I think they were very overly cautious at the very beginning, you know, to try and do a lot of this, maybe too, too much forefront and thinking that we'd have that. I think, to be fair, though, we did squash the, you know, squash the curve down or, or flatten the curve, as they say, very quickly, but now's the time to start releasing people back out into the workforce. Into the wild, know, maybe I
0: thought you going to say. Into no, no. <laughs> the, <end> of the <laughs> it wild.
2: Probably, it probably is into the, the wild Okay, but, okay day
0: but, but I'll ask you very quickly, then, because I'm running out of time here, but in relation to, say, going forward, we all know social distancing can't work. Because it may work for individuals, you know, when you're out and about on the street or whatever it is, or talking to your friends. If you personally want to do that, that's fine. But it's not going to work in business.
2: No, no, definitely not. I mean, in, in our own company, and I, I won't mention the name, but, um, you know, one or two meters wouldn't work because no, we're that can't. close to each other anyway. It, it, it doesn't it work in the
1: supermarket. No, no, it doesn't, no. Work, it doesn't you, work. You queue outside, but you rub short as inside. Yeah, no, I think
2: it's going to be about adoption. You know, it's about maybe, you know, encouraging people to wear the mask, doing the hand washing. But, that, but, but, that's but, but okay. anyway. If people
0: want to wear a mask, I, I believe the choice should be there if somebody wa- if somebody believes they're vulnerable. But I mean, yeah. they're they're equally vulnerable to getting influenza if they're that vulnerable. But realistically, as was said last week, not by me, by an expert, a 40-year-old woman, you know, walking around Tesco's with a mask on her is more likely to be killed in her car going to Tesco's in the first place. That's statistically. Do you, just, do you know what I'm saying? So realistically, you know, I I understand why people might want to wear them, but I don't... Do you think they should be mandatory, John?
2: No, definitely not mandatory because I don't think you should force on someone. But I think... You know, maybe encouraging people to wear them, uh, you know, if they feel like that's going to be necessary. And the hand washing, I think, is going to be the key one. Like, until we actually do have a proper vaccine behind it, you know, that can help. Uh, I agree. You know, kind of hand wa- that
0: people should have been doing that. We should have been doing that all along since World War One and influenza came in. We should have been washing our hands constantly.
2: Yeah, you kind of have to wonder what, whether we wanted to doing it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I
0: mean, there's definitely science behind washing your hands. And we have seen a huge drop in the common cold. Chicken pox measles and all those other communicable diseases we 've seen a massive drop over the last three months because people are being hygienic all of a sudden and we 're not communicating yeah, with each other but Jerry just finally in relation to what did give you the final word on this Jerry i will be talking about it after the break as well but I mean do you believe Jerry that going forward social distancing can work in any shape or form
1: uh, I don't think so it's just I think even Leo Veratica was answering a question in the door there about how you know the WHO recommended one meter and he was trying to rationalize why he made it two meters by giving some arbitrary percentages about, about how if you're as close as one meter, you have a 70% chance of catching it, whereas at, at two meters, it's a, a, a 90% less. So I think they're all arbitrary. I, I, I've been around, I can see people are very, very comfortable. The collective consciousness knows uh, that the 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 severity of this is not as as much as envisaged.
0: Really? But well, we're human beings. We take risks every time we walk out the door, and one of those risks is catching viruses. Now, obviously, we could try and reduce those risks. Yeah, you know, and we've been doing that for God knows how long. With many viruses around the world, Jerry. Thank you. I've just run out of time. There, uh, loads of uh, text coming in. By the way, lots of updates there in relation to that. By the way, can I mention too that the COVID payment? Um, okay, for the for part-time workers. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. They were going to connect get rid of the COVID payment or reduce it Uh, the first week in July for part-time workers it will be around till the first week of July okay Uh, part-time workers will get that COVID payment now let me go to Mark as well Mark here on Classic Kids how you doing Mark how you doing Noel Uh, getting back to these restrictions, now there's lots of news coming in, lots of stories, but I don't want to confirm anything, but it looks like you'll be able to travel within your own county. Although Joan did text in there a while ago, and she says, only being allowed to drive within your county is cruel to people who may live in places like Louth with family in Dublin. That's my situation. We're not moving forward with confidence at all, says Joan. Uh, In other words, very few restrictions. The the shops they're talking about, shopping centres won't be allowed to open of course, but some shops maybe in retail outlets will be able to open on Monday. So they're bringing some of the stuff forward, but not very much, it
3: seems. I, I, I don't see the logic. Do you see the logic in saying to somebody, "Okay, now you can stay inside your own county"? Like, what's the difference? Oh, I,
0: well, I think is there, is there I think people to... are doing that anyway. At the moment, people are travelling more than twenty kilometres. I know awesome, they
3: are. absolutely. they yeah. yeah. Um I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Some of the some of the things to ask people to do. Oh, I will tell you. No, no, there are people out there that will stick by the rules, and that's a fact. And they have been doing it like the, a lot of all um, the people and vulnerable people have been sticking by the exactly what the government guidelines are, and that's very clever, and that's very good for them, you know. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of people that are travelling a lot further and going where they want to go, and I don't see the logic in saying to somebody that you, you can't... Um,
0: I, the only <laughs> thing I, I would say, I, I know you're going to have places like Wexford and people saying if we lift the restrictions and they can leave counties, you'll have half of Dublin going to Wexford for the weekend or going to Kerry or whatever it is. And they're saying, well, we haven't had any cases in God knows how long and we don't want them now with ye dubs coming down to us. And that that's the kind of, I suppose, the mentality behind it and the reason why the government maybe are are doing this. But realistically, by their own admission, there's, there's yeah. no community risk at all, by their own yeah. admission. So... Exactly. But the fact is, now if
3: if you were to say to the um, if you still uh, say, for example, the the caravan sites to be you know um, mobile home sites to be to be kept closed, well, that would stop a lot of people travelling. A lot of hotels are still not open, so that's going to stop people travelling anyway. But, so they have no reason to go down to those places. I'm I'm
0: ver- I'm very worried about people who are terrified, uh, and I see it in society all the time. And let's be clear about it: the risk has always been low. Um, and we know that from figures around the yep. world that you know the, the the mortality rate is low but but the risk is even lower now because obviously according to Tony Holham we've suppressed it in the community and we've flattened the curve or crushed the curve so to speak the curve never really went as high as we thought it was going to do so the risk is low but yet people even though we've been told all along, I think fear has been put into people and people are afraid to actually go out
3: Absolutely look okay. Tony had doing a great job and all those people. But <clears throat> the reality is all he did every night was call out facts and figures of how many people died but it wasn't It's quite grim screen. yes I know yeah it, Absolutely like nobody else was doing that kind of stuff telling us how many died in the medium age and the average age and all that kind of stuff that's absolutely ridiculous that Well I, I think that's that true. has to I,
0: you know I think that has to stop now because we're at a point where the figures are low thankfully and my condolences to those people who are still passing absolutely, away the, the, yeah. the five or six people per day who are still passing yeah. away and those 37 people are positive cases now let's be clear out of those 37 positive cases or 47 or 50 whatever it is each day they're quite low numbers they're all under 50 and um, Realistically, most of those people, some of them will be asymptomatic, um, and most of those people are perfectly fine. They're just a bit of a cold. Uh, they won't be going to hospital. Some of them may end up, one or two may end up in the hospital. Uh, but it looks like we've certainly um, suppressed the virus. And by the way, the virus, according to many experts around the world, was going away anyway. I mean, it, it was it, it was probably going to dissipate like most viruses. It could we don't know yet, but it could be seasonal. Seasonal, it could come back again.
3: The WHO got it completely wrong.
0: Of course, they got it wrong. They got
3: it completely wrong because what they thought was this was uh, I don't know maybe some guy ended up with H L was watching a, a movie Contagion or something like that before this popped up. This this popped up, but the reality. is we have seasonal flu. Well, and, a lot of, uh, now, we have to be fair,
0: that, Mark, you know, a lot of people did die. But yes, the median age of those people who died was quite old, unfortunately.
3: Exactly, yeah. So well, it, it did. this particular virus
0: sadly targeted a very vulnerable sector of society.
3: It would have. But if you had said to the people that um, were vulnerable and in certain situations, you need to stay at home, you need to look after yourself, you don't need to go And we should have but spent all the money in the world
0: protecting them. those people too.
3: Well, why did we lock down a healthy population of the world because well, of did? Well, we'll Looking in hindsight,
0: in hindsight now, that, that may not have been the wisest thing to do, and unfortunately, right. and the, the sec-
3: procedures. Protect, yeah. we we've stopped all a lot of medical procedures for people who absolutely have, have serious conditions, and we've delayed treatment for a lot of people that have just conditions. just like
0: that lady we just had on there who didn't get her kidney transplant, yep.
3: exactly, and, her, and many other people like her around the world have stopped getting treatment for certain things because they couldn't do it. You have know, people's mental health. are going to be, uh, are, are, are going to be a major issue, okay? Because some people just can't deal with staying at home all the time. Some people can't deal with staying around the family. Whatever the issue is, if major problems are going to come down the line, you're going to have major problems in getting people back to work. Maybe the pop- popul- the maybe the population that goes back to work won't be the same. We'll have mass unemployment, which could lead down. We will have. Uh,
0: there's there, there's no doubt about it. We'll have mass unemployment.
3: Right? Yeah. So we've done this all this, and the reality is the, the, the amount of people that died was unfortunately a lot of people died and I'm not going to take it away from that because over happen- 1,600
0: people died and, and by the way 1,060 of those were in nursing homes and exactly. out, out of the mother, remaining 450 or 500 people, the majority of those were, were people with uh, underlying conditions and over the age my of 65. So realistically... My mother
3: was in an nursing home, so I know exactly what you're talking about. She yeah. wasn't affected by it, but other um, people were affected by we it. And we
0: should have protected those people. We should have known. We've seen, should we seen yeah. what happened in Italy and Spain. We've seen the, yeah. the, the people that were dying. They were elderly people, and we should have known that. But I, the, the, the idea that Look, we, we didn't know that was ridiculous. On?
3: I was on TV before and I was telling you about my mother-in-law who went through uh, an operation with COVID-19 and she's come out the other side and she's doing fantastic and now she's talking about moving in on to a care home and she's uh, doing remarkably well. The reality was if we had to let this just run through the population, I firmly believe we could have told the vulnerable to stay at home and some would have died and some would have lived. But the reality is this thing would have mutated or would have done what it had to do just like a pandemic that we have nearly every year with a season of flu because every season of flu that comes around is slightly different to the one
0: before. There's different strains, yes. yeah,
3: Exactly. Mm. So what was the difference? The difference was people who would have had, I have personally have asthma, people who would have been in a vulnerable situation could have been affected. Maybe they would have went through it, maybe it would have been a worst case scenario but the reality is we should not have locked down a healthy population in the world for the reality of the amount of well, people that
0: well, I, I, I do agree with right. what you're saying. I, I, and I, un, I understand the government, it was an knee jerk reaction like every other country at the start because people were taking the advice of the WHO and it seems the WHO got it very wrong when they were talking about a 5% mortality rate. So they got it wrong at the very start when the WHO said back in January that there was no human-to-human uh, uh, contact uh, or it wasn't contagious human-to-human. Yeah. So they got it wrong. And by the way, the, the idea that you know america did something wrong when they asked the who to answer all these questions is outrageous that simon harris had to go at donald trump about that particular thing because trump was actually it's right to ask it, the questions this
3: populist this populist, populist uh, politics that's going around the world at the moment it drives me mad because the reality is we shouldn't be. We should be looking inside our own country before we target other countries.
0: Well, okay, it's we almost shouldn't. it's almost becoming like a competition. Oh, they did better than us, and we did worse than them, which is wrong because we're talking about people's lives here, you know. But exactly. in saying that, people keep going. Oh, we should look at the state America's in. But should America have less debts than we do?
3: Question, because nobody seems to be able to answer this question. Can I ask you a question? We know the figures of how many people were affected. COVID-19.
0: ahead of population by the way I meant to say. Sorry, yeah.
3: yeah, we know about that in every country and how many died. But can you tell me how many people died from just natural causes or other causes during the course of this three months?
0: Well, I I was only looking at this yesterday and we were talking about uh, the United Kingdom here in the office and how badly they're doing. And the reason they're doing quite badly is because they've dense cities and they've a very old population. 18% of the population are over 65, whereas we've only 13% over 65. But of the UK, for example, uh, for a bigger sample size, over 50,000 people die on average every single month in the UK. Uh, Of all, uh, of everything, you know, car accidents. uh, And the majority of those people, by the way, are over the age of 65. In this country, we have 90 people a day die in Ireland. A third, a third of those die of cancer. Four thousand people die every year of respiratory problems, um, yeah. so like COPD and emphysema and other things like that as so, well.
3: You know, previous to COVID nineteen, I would have said on the bear, on, on the death probably people with respiratory tr- problems and probably would have said
0: pneumonia. You know, pneumonia. Yeah. Right.
3: So now we have COVID nineteen. So the people, then the families, now. Not even having a decent burial for a for
0: for I their know, loved ones. I know, I know. It's very it's very sad to think that anybody would go, uh, you know, without having their loved ones around them. And even worse still, not even just the burial. But could you imagine being, say, I don't know, the final stages of cancer uh, before COVID even came along, and you were in yeah. hospital, you know, destined sadly to die, and your family aren't even allowed in to see it to hold your hand.
3: They're looking through a window at you, and oh, that's ridiculous. why ridiculous. not? Why couldn't you give the chance, Why couldn't you give the family the choice at, as one family member making the choice that if I want to go in to see my parent or be with that parent and I'm take the risk?
0: Point, yeah, 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 yeah. Taking
3: that risk because it was, it was of it no crazy. risk to the
0: person in the hospital. They were going to die sadly anyway. If you look in at that case, Al,
3: if you look at um, Italy, in, in and I went through these facts and figures myself. If you look at Italy, right, in the Lombardy uh, region of Italy, a hundred thousand people die there every year. Hundred thousand—that's only in one region alone. I know. So the reality is, people die all the time. But now we just put a title on it. It's COVID nineteen. It's COVID nineteen. We... Well, I,
0: well I, in fairness, then Mark, COVID nineteen did kill a lot of people earlier than they should have died. You know, I yeah, mean, and be, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and many many of those one thousand sixty people in care homes in this country, many of those people would have died this year uh, or would have died naturally. Um, uh, but unfortunately, for many of them, COVID nineteen took their lives a little bit sooner.
3: But now, can I just say this? Yeah, COVID nineteen. But if I had it been. It, influenza, it, influenza
0: could have taken their lives.
3: Influenza Absolutely. we wouldn't have we wouldn't have done what we did to society day. We wouldn't have locked down the country. It just would have no, went through no, and no. that would have and we would have had our proper funeral and we would have we wouldn't have closed society. It just would have ran on normally. That's my whole idea. Oh, absolutely. Whole and, and,
0: and we have to be very conscious of the secondary deaths. Stephen Donnelly this morning from Fianna Fáil said that 5,000 people will die of cancer this year unnecessarily who may have had to cancer treatments or early diagnosed the cancer. In the UK, they're saying over 50,000 every six months extra will die secondary deaths not of COVID-19 but not getting diagnosed for other diseases like cancers, a heart disease, stroke and all those other things as well. And we have to take all that consideration. Then we have an underquantifiable amount of people who are going to die from poverty and despair and all those other things. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hit.